2: This is Radio Wave
3: with your host, a friend of Megagoria.
2: Well, for us here in America, this, tomorrow would be a day that we celebrate to give thanks to God for many blessings from the whole past year. It's unique to America that we do it on this day. I know some other countries have their own day of Thanksgiving. I know Canada has theirs. But this is based in something particularly extraordinary is when the settlements first came to America for religi- religious freedom, for Christianity. And so it is, it was proclaimed in the 1800s that we designate a day, which would be the third Thursday of the month of November, for Thanksgiving Day. It's a particular joyful time of, time of really reflecting on the blessings from our Creator, from God the Father. Christmas is celebrated by every nation. By the Christians. In fact, I just came back from France the night before last. I sat on the way back all the way from France to Atlanta with the Muslim next to me. He says he gets angry about Christmas. He gets angry about Christmas because people aren't celebrating. He says, why don't the stores shut down? This is a practice in Muslims saying this. So Christendom has affected the whole world and many are fond of some of its attributes. But Thanksgiving is something totally unique to this country. And so it is in 1988 when Marie was here for three months. We wanted our lady to appear outside because so many people could get in the bedroom and that was it. We finally Quit asking. Out of the blue on this day, November 23rd, which the dates rotate. It's not always on Wednesday the 23rd, every Thanksgiving. It could be the 22nd, the 21st. It could be the 24th, Today, It's the day of Thursday that's designated. But on November 23rd, 1988, our lady surprised us. Actually shocked us. She says, tomorrow I'll peer outside near the tree. I invite the public to Come. And so this year, unique to the date, November 24th, 1988, November 24th, 2011, Our Lady chose Thanksgiving Day to appear by the tree. Does that have purpose? Does it have meaning? You bet it does. Because this is a day that's really associated with the warmth of family, of harvesting one's labor, the season's over going into the holy seasons, not the holidays, the holy season. And all these things are a part of reflecting. Once one's life is toward us in, how did you spend your life? What decisions did you make? And so we have this wonderful day tomorrow that Our Lady shows, particularly to the United States of America, the day of Thanksgiving to God, that she had p- appeared out there, she signified that, or, or made it more even significant, because afterwards she never appeared out there again during that stay. She's appeared out several times since that time, but she never came back out there. We asked her to; people were begging us, "Please, you know, ha- have Maria out here." We wouldn't go out there because Maria was being told by Our Lady where to appear. All the rest of them were in the field, or rather, in the bedroom. So that was a singular, standalone apparition. That she herself established. And the important thing was, was all that persons were in the bedroom, because that's the family. It come to be that the tree represented our nation. And in time we begin to see that, that your nation can't be held except through the family, which comes from the bedroom, The family. So what has, all got, what has this got to do with economics? A whole lot. No nation on earth has caused and been the cause of lifting mankind up as the United States of America. I will say this in arrogance, but the, the people who landed on this land saw this place as something that would be the light on a hill. Throughout our history of a nation, many of the presidents refer to this country as light on a hill. And in France, now they're saying, learn English. Ten years ago when I'd go speak there, if they knew English, they wouldn't speak to you just being smug. English is becoming the world language. I was asked to come to Dubai, the Middle East, as I asked to go to Qatar. So everybody there speaks English in Qatar. And here is we're vacating our language that we expect people to be able to speak in, in their own native language here. While the rest of the world is coming in oneness. There's something unique when Jesus came 2,000 years ago. Everybody, the whole world, spoke Aramaic. Why is the whole world moving toward a world language English? And we're being struck, but we got to do something else. That we got to get people their language in Spanish. This is wrong. Noah Webster said that the gift of this nation is unity, was English. My dad didn't speak anything but Italian until he went to first grade. When he got there, they didn't teach him anything except English. He had to learn. It's not a sin to demand people speak English. We can't make two nations, we can't make three nations. My Muslim friend said, Do you know what they're doing when you go to take your citizenship here in America now? I said, What? They ask you what language you want to take it in. If you need an interpreter, they'll do that. He said, English is the language. Man, this Muslim got along real good. It's amazing, though. He just came back from Libya, been there a month and a half. He's got family there. He loves this nation. What makes it, and he said it, I'll quote him again nowhere can you come to and do what you do here in America. Nobody can do what they do. Anyplace else. And I talk freely to them. We know why. Because if you're an atheist, if you're a Muslim, if you're a Christian, if you're a Buddha, whatever, you you got the right to be that in this nation. I said, you don't have the right to impose your ways into the law because we're made up of Christian principles. And everybody can flourish under a place that is based in Christian principles. That's what's unique about the United States of America. You can be and flourish of a different belief because Christianity gives that acceptance. It's not just the United States of America, it's because it's based in Christian principles. The only nation ever sat down where a group of men came together and built a nation based on the principles of Christ. You say, oh, we've done wrong, we've sinned. Sin's everywhere. Sin was in the group of the 12 apostles. Peter the Pope was called you devil. Get away from me, Jesus said. Don't give me that argument. That's your garbage. You're doing that to excuse exceptionalism of the United States of America. It is exceptional because the scriptures are exceptional. No apologies. It's not said in arrogance. It's said as facts. People still try to get in this nation. If anything, they're trying to put a border to keep people from coming into it. Think about these things. And think about this season. And think about why this nation has prospered and think about why now it's not. Because it's forgotten God. It's abandoned God. And you want God to still prosper the nation? You want to vacate these principles? And expect us to still have an economy? Still have blessings? Tomorrow's about counting your blessings. And we've got so many that you can spend the whole day tomorrow till nighttime listing them. No matter how bad your situation, no matter what you got, we're still better off than any other place in the world. And so we have to ask the question, why is things going so bad for us? The only time in history that happens, scriptural history, Judaism, ancient times, Christianity, modern times, and any people anywhere. They believe they have the right belief. Things go bad for them when they don't live love. Christianity is love. When they don't live the principles of Christ, it's going to go bad for you. God's not immediate. He do not strike you out with lightning the next day you sin. But if you continue sin, then you deny it and you say it's normal. Watch out, people. Watch out. And we're there. How does it happen? The correction. Mary comes in times of great stress and difficulties. La Salette. Everybody's working on Sunday. Fatima. World War One. And a greater war would break out. Mesagoria. And the world's about to happen. It's her words. She told Yvonne Had I not come, the world would have it destroyed itself. You and I would not be listening or talking right now. So the whole world can look to the United States. Those listening in other countries can look to us. And grateful. One political prisoner in Russia in prison later uh, later wrote, actually, that every prisoner anywhere in the world, in any nation, has two homelands when they've been violated as their human rights that they should have. One was the motherland they were born in. The other was the United States of America. Ronald Reagan was sent a letter, half the size of a business card, with a poem wrote on it, signed by twenty women, in a prison in Russia, and she wrote that their hope was the United States. That they prayed for him, they congratulated him on being reelected, and their hope was in him in the direction he was walking. So, everybody around the world, share in tomorrow's Thanksgiving with the United States. Turn back to God. There's things coming to the world, both good and bad. And when God comes to visit us, because of bad, it's going to result in good.
3: This comes from a Christian woman by the name of Elizabeth Elliott, who for years had her own religious radio program, and this writing has to do with life that comes from fire. I want to talk to you today about the givens and the not givens. Can we peacefully accept whatever God gives and peacefully accept the fact that he does not always give us that for which we ask? It is a lesson that we have to repeat over and over again throughout our Christian lives. I speak as one who has sought to live for God for, well, I would say more than six decades. But I still struggle when that which I have asked for is not given, or that which I have not asked for is given. One of the things that would certainly come under that heading would be adversity. We would not ask for adversity. I read a fascinating bit about life from the fire. I always love to read these nature things that describe the amazing wisdom of God. Fire nourishes and rejuvenates chaparral. That's a word I'm not sure I'm pronouncing correctly, but you people from Arizona and California will understand. It's some kind of impenetrable brush, very prickly, thick and dry, and a good deal tougher than tundra. Tundra is what covers a good part of northern Canada. It covers the lower slopes and canyons of California's mountains. This chaparral that we were talking about covers the lower slopes and canyons of California's mountains. Now listen to this. There are seeds which fall into the soil, stay there indefinitely, and will not germinate except in the aftermath of fire. There are basil buds that sprout only after fire. Droughts are so long, rains so brief, that dead bits of wood and leaves scarcely decay. Instead, they accumulate and thicken until the plant community is all but struggling or straggling in its own duff. The nutrients in the dead material are being withheld from the soil. When fire comes, it puts nutrients back in the ground. It clears the terrain for fresh growth. When chaparral has not been burned for 30 years, about half the thicket will be dry, dead stuff, 25,000 tons of it per square mile. Did you get that? I'll read that sentence again. When chaparral has not been burned for 30 years, about half the thicket will be dry, dead stuff, 25,000 tons of it per square mile. Most chaparral plants are full of solvent extractives that burn intensively and ignite easily. Their leaves are glossy with oils and resins that seal in moisture during hot, dry periods and serve the dual purpose of responding explosively to flame. The same writer tells a little bit about the lodge pole pine. The seed of that particular kind of pine tree comes open only with intense heat. Isn't that amazing? God has the most incredible things working in His will and working His will here on earth. My husband and I have been in Australia a couple of times. We were fascinated with what we learned about the eucalyptic trees there. The leaves, as you know, are very thin, narrow leaves. They act like Venetian blinds. They actually move like Venetian blinds as the sun moves from east to west. When there is a fire... Of course, there's lots of oil in eucalyptic trees, and they quite literally explode. They need the fire in order to be rejuvenated again and to stay healthy. Now, what has this got to do with the givens and the not givens? Adversity is one of the things that you and I wish we were not given. If there's what seems to be fire in our souls, be assured that it is a loving hand that set that fire And that caused what may look to us like absolute devastation in our lives, in a relationship, in our church, in your neighborhood, in your home, in your own soul. God wants to bring new life out of this thing. There are so many illustrations from nature that we could make out of this. It's a wonderful thing to realize that he has got the whole world in his hands. That which is given is given out of his marvelous wisdom because he knows each one of us through and through. I want to read you the little poem called The Thorn. Perhaps I've read it before. It's written by that person named Anonymous. It uses a word in the first line that we don't use very much nowadays. The word is mendicant, which means a beggar. I stood, a mendicant of God, before his royal throne, and begged him for one priceless gift, which I could call my own, I took the gift from out of his hand, but as I would depart, I cried, But, Lord, this is a thorn, and it has pierced my heart. This is a strange and hurtful gift which thou hast given me. He said, My child, I give good gifts, and gave my best to thee. I took it home, and though at first the cruel thorn hurt sore, as long years passed, I learned at last to love it more and more. I learned he never gives a thorn without this added grace. He takes the thorn to pin aside the veil which hides his face. You remember that God gave to the Apostle Paul something which Paul wasn't, or wished he was not given, a thorn. The Bible tells us that Paul begged God three times to take that thorn away. What was God's answer? My grace is all you need, for power comes to its full strength in weakness. Suppose you and I had been deprived of that wonderful message because the Apostle Paul refused to accept it. Paul had to be afflicted. He had to suffer the adversity of this tiny thing. Not a very big thing compared to all the tremendous sufferings that Paul had been through, such as shipwrecks and floggings and imprisonment and nakedness and starving and the care of all the churches. He lists two or three times his sufferings and difficulties. But then this tiny little thing. We don't know exactly what it was. Was it a literal thorn or something else? Perhaps the reason the Holy Spirit doesn't tell us is so that we can apply it to whatever that little prickly thing in our lives may be. Perhaps it's a next-door neighbor. Perhaps it's a very difficult relative. At any rate, it's given to you in order that you might learn that His grace is all you need and that power comes to its full strength through weakness. Power comes to the chaparral and to the lodgepole pine in the form of fire, a very severe, seemingly devastating fire. Maybe you're in the midst of an experience like that that seems like a devastating fire. God knows why. This is one of the things that he has given. The poet says, I learned he never gives a thorn without this added grace. He takes the thorn to pin aside the veil which hides his face.
2: And so what has this got to do with meganomics, economics? Everything. People are begging for remedy of the financial crisis. And yet we're really not even suffering from a real economic collapse. What's available to people right now and the ability to eat and continue making it, very few wealthy people had it in ancient times. Everybody still is good. You say, "Well, I'm not unemployed and complaining about that." Well, it's too complex to go into what to do to fix that. But they, we're living a new. Uh, we need to be living a different way. Those people who are unemployed should be headed toward agrarian ways. There's there's things that they could do to challenge that. But that's not the point I'm making. The point I'm making is this: is we're complaining about a thorn, and we really still don't even have a thorn yet. And the crisis keeps is looked at as, as a thorn in their side, And the bellyache in this difficulty is really not justified. This would be more, rather than a crisis, should be looked at as, as a warning. These are the signs of storms coming to get shelter, to board up your windows. That's the phase we're in now. Don't think that this is this is a, a, such a crisis. You're, you're way off base. People would have loved to be in our state. Even the people struggling, they would be happy to be in that state, seven, eight hundred years ago, a thousand years ago. As far as what they have, so we don't even know poverty, but we're on the threshold of it. And so this little thorn has been given to us. The people are begging to let's find the answer to fix it, is going to beget many, many thorns. And it's not going to be pleasant. Nature has a built-in factor, as Joan was just reading, of correction. You build up, you build up, a lot of dry, dead stuff, 25,000 tons per square mile, and a fire comes along, changes everything, and rebirth. Our Lady comes for rebirth. She's not coming to overhaul. If you have a machine, you can overhaul it. Or you can do something and buy a new machine. When you overhaul overhaul it, you still got the same machine. The old technology. It's old ways. It's the same power. Same production. When you don't overhaul it, you just get a new machine. You get all the new technology. The latest advances the best of what's available. The best of what's available is all he's bringing to us and is not to overhaul and make renewed the way we've been living. Brace yourself, people. We're coming into a new way, a new machine, not the old stuff because it's full of dead, dead, dry stuff, dead. Fire's coming. Correction time's here. It's ready. It's prime. Society's full of this bad stuff. The only way to get rid of it is burn it. Am I advocating that? No, I'm telling you what's coming. Being our ladies the mother, she's gonna do it as gentle as possible. But when you have to get medicine you're a child, you have to accept that and it doesn't taste good. We used to have castor oil in the 50s. Nobody wanted that stuff but your mother was first to give it to you because she cared for you. we got some medicine coming our way that's not tasty. not going to be good for us. And so where do we go from here? We look for the correction that's coming. And we anticipate what we need to do now as far as those decisions for that correction that comes. Not to save yourself, but to be prepared for the rebirth of a new culture. Because present society... It's filled with rot. It's got to be burned and purified. That's coming. So our whole purpose of the miraculous metal Medjugorje one ounce silver round is to take what you got immediately and put it into that to spread the miraculous metal. It was just in Rudebach. We went there in Mass every day in France. And it's incredible how many people pour in there and go in to Mass You go see St. Catherine laying there. She's incorrupt, 170 years or so. Flesh. Just like she's asleep. An ongoing miracle. And many people in France don't believe. Oh, they just step off the street, go in there and look at this and explain that to me. How can that be? And so the miraculous medal was given there and millions and millions and millions, tens of millions of miracles and conversions through this medal. And you have scruples, some people might say, that we shouldn't put this on a one-ounce silver piece. Everybody's got money. Everybody has some little nest egg, or they try to at least, and some's got huge nest eggs. This, people, is a time to seek God's kingdom first. Put your funds into that, that metal on it, so when it's dispersed, somebody carry it. Because this Maria, who in 1989 was... Re- visited with our lady on the mountain and told our lady about the Marcus Medal on this anniversary, November twenty seventh, it was given, to pray for the people who carry it. She she invigorated this. It was an overhaul, same medal. But it's in preparation for something that's not going to be an overhaul. And so this new empowerment of the medal, a restating that it's still there, 150, 170 years hasn't wiped that power away. Where to spread our latest ways. We're to bring people to conversion. You can't solve people's problems. But you can give them God, and when you give them a medal, or that comes through even through commerce, gets into their hands, and they convert. And it ain't got to happen. The book shows a radical conversion. And one thing that's going to happen in the future is radical conversion. The three things I keep repeating to you. One, radical conversion. Two, a great separation. Three, your whole soul full, purpose. Your whole soul, soul purpose in life will be for the conversion of an unbeliever, of a, a pagan. And so radical conversion is it ain't going to happen connected to the miraculous metal. And you don't think of 1.6 million of those out there that there's going to be conversion from those? If just one comes from it and they say from hell, as was shown, it ain't going to happen of a tremendous story of Cla- Claude Newman. Then it's worth for everybody to be putting the lottery tickets in this one point six million and one person's gonna find that and make it to salvation. It's worth it. a lot of people lose the lottery may say oh, I wasn't worth it, but the guy who won it he'd be the testimony about it. If heaven says the conversion of one person all of heaven rejoices over that, A sinner coming home no project's worth it. And so we know, and we've heard, and we've seen our Rating Miracles with this. This is what this is about, people. And not only that, it's transitional to get you your place, safeguard what you have, to get to the new way of life I these colors to. And so I've been saying tomorrow, I'm, this is pre-taped the day before, which is Wednesday, the 23rd, for tomorrow, which is the 24th. I don't mean Friday if you're, thinking this, you're listening to this tomorrow. But we've got a lot of things to think about for those who listen to this tomorrow on Thanksgiving Day, Thursday. A lot in the sense that we are blessed, immensely blessed as a people, as individuals, as a family, and even those who don't live in this nation. The idea of America, it's freedom, it's liberty, is based on the ideas of God and His Son, Jesus Christ. And it's enough for the whole world to be thankful for. Frank. Yeah. Well, I know it's it's tremendously significant today that Thanksgiving would
4: be on the twenty fourth, the day that Our Lady appeared for the first public apparition for the nation and the significance of what she did on that day. And there's very significant things happening, and there's very glorious things happening this week. Um, an incredible miracle that that we're going to have. That uh, I'll mention after I mentioned a couple of physical things that are happening uh, in regards to this MF Global heist, uh, this corrupt thing that happened. Um, now they say that it's not 600 million missing; it's 1.2 billion missing, maybe more. Um, John Corzine, who stole this money from the people, still walks free. He's not going to jail. So you have Gerald Salente, World's renowned trans forecaster was caught in the crosshairs. He had money with MF Global; he didn't even know it. He had a uh, brokerage firm that uh, was bought out by MF Global, or their you know their clearinghouse went to MF Global. He didn't even know it. He was in there to take physical possession of a gold contract, and his money was stolen. And so now you have the trans forecaster that's been saying for a long time you know, the system is going to collapse. Saying I'm 100% out of any paper investment, stocks, bonds, the same thing that we've been saying publicly since 2008, which the first show on the economy was followed. The next day that the market opened, it was a Dow record. This is prophetic. This is the Holy Spirit testifying to what's being said here. And anyone that took advantage of that had an opportunity because it was the best they could have done for a long time with their stocks or bonds, and they bought $9 silver. When the show was recorded, it ain't going to happen. It was also a Dow record. It ain't going to happen. The Holy Spirit testified by the Dow dropping the most points it's ever dropped. This show is tremendously significant. The date is tremendously significant. So when Gerald Salente says these things, I tell you he was one word away from what would collapse the system, and it's totally supernatural that the opportunity we have is here, because nobody says this. And pray before you pass this CD, send the CD to Glenn Beck and everybody and say this is what you need to be saying. Pray about it. Because if Gerald Salente would have said, I'm getting completely out of paper and into silver, silver globally is only a $10 billion market at this price. This price is totally unsustainable. It's totally corrupt. And just as there was co-mingled funds, that John Corazine was trading. The only silver that exists on the comics is 27 million ounces, and it's borrowed from SLV. Co-mingled. This is a crime. It's a scandal. And the only reason the price of silver is so low is because they don't have physical silver to deliver. December's the biggest delivery month, and they don't have the silver to deliver. So they didn't only have to smash it down, in Gerald Salente's opinion, and in uh, Alex Jones, who interviewed him, he's also been interviewed on King World News, say because they don't have the metal to deliver. They, they smashed MF Global, 50,000 clients. So to inhibit them, they couldn't trade. Their money was, you know, still has not been given to them, to my knowledge. And so there's something else tremendously significant. And this is, when this stuff gets out, I mean, people are going to be exiting these markets. And the, the real, you know, there's no, nothing tangible behind them. So this can capitulate. I said when I first heard about MF Global, I thought this could be a catalyst for a global collapse. The other thing that's very significant that happened is there's a passionate Catholic woman who was a commodities broker who closed her door. She was a commodities broker because she's a cattle analyst, and uh, she did cattle and grains for ranchers so they could hedge. That's the purpose of the futures market, and so that producers and users can hedge their price. There's no natural reason for 500,000 contracts or, you know, half a you know billion to a billion ounces of silver being traded when only a million can be bought. Physically, for, well, two million, a million for, you know, possibly could go to the physical investor. We need over a million a day for the end user or the industrial. It is a total farce. There's nothing real about the price. And so Frank, I recommend, yes.
2: We're running short on time, but I want to ask the question. You said stole from the people. Who are those people? Because our investors. listeners are thinking, this how, this, people, people are saying it's not for me. This got a one k and I got my $60,000. They're not thinking it's them. Explain who these people really are.
4: These, these people, whoever was with MF Global, could have been a hedger. Because they had you know uh, they were a rancher or an agrarian, you know they had uh, some reason to hedge in that market. There are people what Gerald Salente are saying is get completely out of paper, get your money out of the bank.
2: Where get do you your go, money. where do you go though when you do that? silver money? is the most undervalued asset on the planet. It's probably the most
4: undervalued asset of all time because nobody understands what silver is. Gold has its investment demand its purchasing powers relative to what its purchasing power has always been, a tenth of an ounce was a man's wage for the day. So for an ounce of gold, you can get 500 tenth miraculous metal rounds. 500 rounds that'll, that'll be into the hands of people that will be a source of conversion for many, many people as they pass. 500 tenths for one ounce of gold. 500 days wages. An ounce of gold was 20 days wages. It's not apples to apples, but you know, this was what, what silver was before silver was an industrial metal. Before it, everyone uses electricity in their home. And silver is the best conductor of electricity, as your listeners know. But, um, I want to talk about one quick thing that is the most glorious thing that's going to happen. It's miraculous and it's on the feast day of the miraculous metal. We are going to return to a more pure, authentic mass in form of worship. On the feast day of the miraculous medal, this is glorious, and this is something that we should all give thanks for. Um, you know, this is this is a great miraculous thing that's going to happen, and it's going to happen on the feast day of the miraculous medal. So
2: that's what Tuesday. This coming Tuesday. That's Sunday. Sunday. This Sunday. Sunday. Yes, yeah, Sunday.
4: So these are these are very significant things, and it, it, as the show is always prophetic, it's exactly what you were talking about. You know, we have the good. You know, the the system is totally corrupt. That's bad. But it's going to be a cleansing, and that's good. And then we have the feast day of the miraculous model, and, you know, we have the, this, you know, more authentic, uh, you know, form of worship. You know, tr- more true to the, to the to the words that have been said for 2,000 years.
2: Well, we're out of time. How do they get a hold of you, Frank?
4: You can get a hold of us uh, toll-free, 936 7686. You can email us at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. You can get general information off our webpage at globalsilverinvestors.com.
2: Don't make the mistake because you see silver just going sideways. In other words, it's not going up or down. This is from God. This is just giving you an opportunity because when the the right or correct price of silver has not been discovered because it's, we know it's not worth what you can you can buy one ounce piece for right now. It's simply not worth that. It's worth far greater. How much greater, we don't know. Hundreds, thousands per ounce. One thing's for certain, though. Price discovery will come when the fire, just like the seeds, and they bloom out when that starts happening. And that comes through a correction. So when things crash, there's a collapse, you're going to see the seed, the fire that comes through, and this is going to sprout out. And we're not telling people to buy it for that. We're telling you to get it now because it's the immediate decision you can take to get to buying you a little plot of land or changing your direction or downsizing from a big house to a smaller house or a cottage or some land or pond or whatever. That's the goal. It's a little more simple. The goal with this problem is not to say go buy silver. The goal is that everybody's got something. So take your means that you do have, put it in that with the Marcus metal, and when you disperse it to buy your plot or you save it and you spend it or it's your retirement, it gets dispersed and it's working it's working. Physically, 24-7, for conversion. When you're dead, this will be working. The only way to change that is somebody melts it down. Who's going to melt that down? People love it. They love the way it looks. And they're fascinated with it. And my Muslim friend on the plane, I always carry one piece around with me. I gave him one, the one-ounce piece. I explained it. I wasn't apologizing for it. He's very grateful for it. So this is a time for conversion. This is the time to change the world. And here we're coming November 27th, Sunday, for the feast day of the miraculous medal. Get this, give this as Christmas presents. This is the thing, one thing that can lead to conversion. We'll be joining you again on the 25th, which is Friday. And we anticipate and can't wait till the 25th, and especially in this season that we're coming into. So we want to say to you, thank you for paying attention to Our Lady, listen to this, make copies of it, give it to others. Goodbye, we wish you Our Lady, we love you.